Crystal Waters International Ministries welcomes you to Let the Word Drop podcast. Many long for a loving spiritual community with faith to move mountains. We are here to encourage, enlighten, and empower you with Christ's never-ending love so you can go and impact your world. Now, let the Word drop. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Let the Word Drop. I'm Denise Adams. Thank you for joining me today. We're in 12 days of praise and we're praising God for different areas of life. I'm talking about different teachings and different things. And as y'all come online, please share this broadcast. It's important. Today we're talking about we're talking about God's marriages and how he wants to bless them and how he originally designed them and how wonderful and beautiful that is. We're going to be looking at the scriptures. I'm excited about that. It's going to be great. So exciting. So exciting. I see people getting online and I just want to say good morning to you quickly. Good morning, uh, Pastor Julie, all the way from Australia. So glad you're with us today. I love you guys. I love you all over in, in uh, Australia, all my friends over there. And I, all around the world. I'm excited to be here with you today. Wow. You know, we've been talking about how God fights for us and his promises in the word, how he would do that for us. And I think that's awesome. I think that's, it's incredible when you think about what God has set in place for us because he loves us so, so much, so, so much. Oh my goodness. So let's take a look at that. Let's take a look at the, the word of God and what God is saying in all this, you know, in the very beginning, in the very, very beginning, you know, uh, in Genesis chapter one, he says, you know, God made the world and everything in it. But in Genesis 1 26, this is what the Lord says. I'm going to dive right into this right away. I'm just going to jump in, get your boots on or get, you know, we're going to dive into the river today. And, oh, you know what? Let's pray first. Father, I thank you for everyone coming online today who will who is here now or who will be in the replay, whether they're on YouTube, whether they're on Facebook, whether they're on um, uh, Clubhouse. Father, we thank you for them today. We bless them today. We thank you, Lord, that this word will have something amazing and powerful for them that will change their life will actually change their life. We want you, Lord, to invade our lives, to come into our lives and show us your promises. And we want to praise you today for your promises and thank you for them and lift them up before you, before our families and uh, our friends and declare your goodness in, in the lives of those around us and in our own personal life. Oh, Lord, give me utterance in the spirit to speak your word with all boldness and truth. And, and uh, let there be signs and wonders by the following of the preaching and the teaching of the word of God that will transform. Amen. I'm all about transformation. I'm all about impartation. I'm all about God's word and what he has for us today. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. All right, let's take a look at this. Praise God. It says in Genesis 1, 26, it says, then God said, then God said, let us, I'll circle the word us there. Let us make man in our image, circle the word our, after our likeness, circle the word our and likeness. 
That's a good one too. In our image and in our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Now, listen to this. Go, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. So we see that, you know, God is one, right? Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. They said, let us create man in our image. And then God says, and he created them, male and female in his image that's original intent that god had put in place at the very beginning everyone say at the very beginning hallelujah that was his design and god says to the the people he says uh, let them be fruitful let them be multi and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it subdue it and have dominion over the fish and over the birds whoo of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth Praise God. And then God said, Behold, I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. Praise God. They're there for us. So, hallelujah. So he created man first. And then, you know, there's some things here that I want to take a look at. He created man first. We know that Eve was already in Adam, at the very beginning, they were one at the very beginning. I want to take a look at that. Remember that he created them as one, one. They were one. Everyone say one. Hallelujah. One. They were one in the very beginning. The very, and he, that's God is always, you know, we always go to the original, what he's originally designed. Oh, we're going to go there. And, um, so he created man first, and then the animals. Did you, if you notice in the scriptures, the animals were named. They were named. You see, Adam and Eve had to be one in the beginning, like that. So when Adam released what the word, Adam and Eve had dominion in all the earth. Now, now that's just my thought. That's my thought. You think about it. They had they had dominion. They were one at that time. Together, they were one, right? Adam was in, Eve was in Adam. They were, Adam was, they were together. They were one. And when Adam spoke, the Eve that was in him spoke too. So they would both have dominion. Isn't that good news? Think about it. Kind of makes sense, right? Okay. So the animals were all called forth together as one. So they could have both have dominion. Then God pulled Eve out of Adam. God pulled Eve out of Adam because it wasn't good for a man to be alone. He had already designed at the very beginning that um, he was going to create the male and female. That was his original design. But then he had to, he made Adam first with Eve in, in him and he pulled Eve out of him. Pretty cool. By the rib. <laughs> Who by the rib. Praise God. In uh, Genesis 2, 18 to 25, he says, Then the Lord said, the Lord God said, It is not good that a man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now, the word helper there 
is the same word that's used by the Holy Ghost for the Holy Ghost as helper. So we see somebody fully qualified, you know, I mean, and uh, um, it's used for women three times the word helper. And it's used, I believe, 11 times for the Holy Ghost, the same word. So that's pretty good to know. Pretty good to know. Now, out of the ground, the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. This is what I talked about earlier. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. So the Lord caused, the man gave names to all the livestock, sorry, and to the birds and to the heavens, birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord, so it wasn't an afterthought. That's what I'm trying to get at. He wasn't created because he needed just a helper. He, God already knew that uh, in the very beginning, he had to have them as one and he was going to create them both. He already knew that, but he's explaining what he's doing here. I think that's very cool. Amen. All right. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. Okay. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Okay. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother. This is really important because we'll get back to this. Therefore, everyone say therefore. Absolutely. Therefore. A man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. Cling to her. That word is cling, cleave, oneness again. And they shall become one flesh. Oneness again. We're going back to oneness. God wants oneness in our marriages. He wants us to work as one, to be as one in our marriages. Absolutely. So he wanted both to have dominion over the earth and everything in it. God's design. He wanted oneness, that the marriage of oneness was established from the very beginning. Hallelujah. The marriage of oneness was established from the very beginning. That's good news. God is really into oneness. You know, he calls us into the body of Christ as one. But in marriage, you're one. The oneness is where God is, his heartbeat is. God believes in marriage. Let me tell you, he believes in the marriage that he designed. He's excited about that. He designed it from the very, very beginning. Hallelujah. From the very beginning. Wow. Not man's versions, but God's versions. His version is the version. Praise God. We see different things in the world, but with God, one oneness, his design, his plan. Amen. Now, we're to be one with our spouse. Praise God. We're to be one with our spouse. Glory to God. Whew. Next point I want to make is, you know, when you got married, when you got born again, you were redeemed from the curse of the law. 
And when you got married, your marriage was redeemed from the curse of the law. There was a curse place in Genesis chapter three. We see the curse that was placed because Eve was deceived and and Adam actually he he was actually he was uh, rebellious. Can I say that? Because he didn't follow what God had already told him to do. Okay. Genesis 3, 16 to 19. There's going to be a lot of scripture today because I'm building a case for God's marriage and God's design so we can thank God for what he designed. We can thank God for our marriages. We can lift up our marriages and say, thank you, Jesus, for the marriage that you designed that you designed the way you wanted it to happen, the way you want it to be. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. Genesis chapter 3, 16 to 19. Are you there? All right. It says, to the woman, he said, okay, this is the curse. So we know uh, we know that Eve was deceived. We know that Adam was disobedient, rebellious, whatever you want to call it. He didn't follow what God said. Don't eat from that tree. Don't eat from that tree. Don't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't do it. And they did it. They didn't listen to God. They disobeyed him. And their curse was released. There was a curse on the woman. There was a curse on the man. And there was a curse on the serpent who deceived them. There's three curses here. Man and woman were redeemed from what? The curse of the law. So the oneness could be restored again. Right? So for thousands of years after Adam and Eve fell in the garden, there was this curse that was in the, uh, in the relationships. But then Jesus came and redeemed us from the curse of the law. It's good news. Now, the one thing that wasn't redeemed from the curse of the law was the serpent. Was it? Was not. Mm -mm. So let's look at that. Let's go to the scripture now. Give you some background information before we go. To the woman, he said, this is the curse. I will multiply your pain and childbearing. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Your desire, this is important. Your desire shall be contrary. Or It says contrary, but it actually means towards your husband, I looked at the different versions this morning and just went through it again. It says, your desire shall be towards your husband, but he shall rule over you. So that's what happened. There was a ruling that happened. That was a curse that was placed on, on the woman. And to Adam, this is Adam's curse. He said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. And to Adam, I said, in pain. Hang on. I lost my place. All right. Let me go back there again. And to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat. You shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you. And you shall eat the plants in the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread. Till you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken. For you are dust. And to dust you shall return. Ouch. 
There is a curse. God is a just God. There is a curse that was released. But I want to tell you, your marriage is free from all curses. Your marriage is redeemed from the curse of the law, Galatians 3.13. We've been redeemed by Jesus from the curse of the law. So we're free. So that the oneness that God had in, in, uh, had initially designed would be there. Oneness. Oneness with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I like that. I like that. That's the beginning. That's where God was in the beginning. We saw, we saw that all come through. Now, I'm looking at the time. Okay. Now I want to take you to Ephesians chapter 5, verses 18, now to 33. Now, this is huge. And I want to take the whole um, uh, the, the scripture in context so that we can see God's heartbeat. Because if you just cherry pick a piece of it, you, it gets off balance. It, it gets off balance. We don't need off balance. We're not going to cherry pick. Okay, so I'm going to start at verse 18 because this is God's heartbeat. And he's saying, and do not get drunk with wine. Okay. For that is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. Now, I know this doesn't seem like it's pertaining to husband and wife, but it will. We're just going to flow with it. He says, be filled with the spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. Giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, this is where I want you to take a look. So that's the lifestyle of a believer, singing, singing psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, making melody in your heart and being drunk in the Holy Ghost. So do those things. That's that's a good way to go. Then it says the next thing, next part, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And then it goes on. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior. So we, we see the process that, you know, there's the, the Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, they are one. Husband and wife, they are one. The source was Father first, then Son, then Holy Ghost, right? Okay. It's source-oriented as opposed to headship-oriented. In a And then this may be a little controversial for some of you. And we're going to go through the whole thing because... We're to submit one to another in love. Listen to one another. Talk to one another. That makes good sense. Great sense. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Hallelujah. Now, Christ. So wives should submit to everything their husbands. The husbands of your wives. Okay. So how we hear this? All right, so my screen just glitched. I'm trusting everything's good. All right, let's take a look at this. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word. So it's a love. 
This is all about love, guys. This is all about oneness. This is all about love. This is all about being there for one another. Well, when we get to the end of this, y'all go, oh, okay, uh-huh. So, so, don't, don't, don't leave me now because it, it sounded a little controversial. It's not controversial. It's just talking more about the whole chapter, the, the oneness that God had designed. Hallelujah. All right. So, okay, so it goes on washing with the water of the word that so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same ways, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself for no one ever hated his own flesh. Talking about oneness, but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church, because we are, are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast, cleave to, basically cleave to, his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself, and let the wife see that she respects her husband. In other words, be nice. Love one another. You're one together. Hallelujah. We saw in the beginning, God made Adam first. Adam was an Eve. They called forth the animals. Animals were uh, released in the end. Uh, God gave, there was dominion given to um, them as they were one in Christ. They were one at that time. And they came, became one again. The oneness is where it, I, I've seen to see uh, a lot of people are missing it, that they're having um, wives submitting to their husband, but the, there's no love coming from the husband. And and it's, this is this loving relationship of listening. Submitting means listen to them. Listen to what they have to say. Acknowledge them. Amen. The curse was there and it was it was it. It's gone now. There's oneness between a husband and a wife. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Amen. This um, <laughs> this is a, a, a teaching that kind of gives fullness. It isn't a piece of a scripture, a piece here, but the full picture of submit, wives submitting to husbands, but husbands laying down their life and loving their wives as their own flesh. That gives a different picture, doesn't it? I like that picture. It's more complete. Amen. It gives the picture of God's heartbeat. He designed them to be one. He designed, yeah, I like that. Julie says submission is a response to love. Amen. 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 It isn't a controlling thing. It's a loving thing. And when it becomes controlling, it's not loving. Amen. When it becomes controlling, it's not loving. So we're going to believe God for loving one relationships with our marriage, with our spouses. Amen. With our spouses. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me pray with you today. Glory to God. I hope you, I hope this connects to you. I know it's, it's, it's um, bringing more fullness to it. It's going back to the original design. It's looking at it from a different perspective. But I believe it's um, completely uh, in line with the scriptures. I, I believe the um, the teaching is on point. 
Glory to God. All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you that every marriage represented here online is redeemed from the curse of the law and they are free. I thank you that you designed oneness from the very, very beginning. You designed oneness. You designed it that we would be one together, loving one another, loving one another wholly, completely, submitting to one to another, loving one another, laying down our lives for one another, being one flesh, one body. I thank you, Lord, that the husband sees that he's part of his wife and the wife sees that she's part of her husband, that they become one flesh. They belong together. They're the oneness. I thank you for oneness in marriages, completeness in marriages, wholeness in marriages, as you have designed, Father, in the name of Jesus. I thank you for tender hearts towards one another, walking in forgiveness and in mercy and compassion and grace for one another, full of the Holy Ghost, drunk with the Holy Ghost in the sweet wine of the Spirit, singing and dancing and, and being together as one, hallelujah, as you designed in the very beginning. I thank you, Lord, that their work will be easier. Childbearing will be easier and all those things because they've been redeemed from the curse that these things were set in place for us today because of Jesus Christ, that we could walk in a relationship that was full of the glory of God, full of the goodness of God, full of the life of God, full of the splendor of God, a life of beauty and of grace and of mercy and of truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the words you gave me today. I pray that they understand my heartbeat and that um, they understood your plan according to your scriptures. Let the scriptures stand on, on and the power and the efficacy of your word, Father. In the name of Jesus, let the truth um, manifest in the, in the homes and in the marriages. Hallelujah. I praise God for every marriage represented online. I thank you for it, Lord. I thank you that you're moving in their marriages, that uh, the, the submitting one to a, another in love, that they're loving one another, that they're respecting and honoring one another. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for relationships that are the, the husband, uh, um, a man will leave his father and his mother and cling to his wife, that the, the husband and wife relationship is the most important relationship there. There's that. There's the oneness. There's a leaving of the father and the mother, and there's a joining to the wife or the husband, and the sweetness of that relationship shall remain. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. You're restoring marriages that may have been gone off track. You're strengthening marriages in a new love and resolve to um, to seek your word and to seek your ways and to have a sweet marriage with us and the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, when they were married, they became, it wasn't just between the man and the wife, but it was also with you, Lord, that you're in the middle of their marriage. You married them together. You um, put them together, Lord God, and that marriage shall, shall remain. Glory to God. And it'll be strengthened. I ask you strengthen every marriage with might, 
Strengthen every marriage with your love, O oh God. Strengthen every marriage with everything that you are, that the oneness would be seen, that they would flow together and move together and do things together, um, each, each having um, something to add to that beautiful relationship, that it would be full and glorious and wonderful and mighty, that it says two are better than one, that it would flow well. In the name of Jesus Christ, oh, I praise you, God. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I lift up your scriptures today, your word today. And I thank you. I thank you for every word spoken. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I praise your holy name. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I bless them today in the glorious name of Jesus Christ. Well, I hope this teaching and this praise and prayer have blessed you today. I want to thank you so much, so, so much for joining me today. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to, um, to stand with you with the word and declare the word of life. God bless you. I'll see you tomorrow, 7 a.m. We're at 12 days of praise, and it's going to be amazing. God bless. Thank you for connecting to Let the Word Drop podcast with Denise Adams and Crystal Waters International Ministries. To learn more about us, including Crystal Waters Spiritual Institute, please go to our website, crystalwaters.ca. If you are enjoying our broadcasts, please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts so that others would be able to enjoy them as well. We look forward to seeing you again on Let the Word Drop.